0: Hey fans we all love some good music a variety of music what if we could bring chris will studios to you 24 7 that's a long work schedule maybe but you know we just might have it the best variety of music for multiple decades live on your phone 24 7 with our gay orlando live online radio station
1: better known as go live download the tune in app and search for go live or go to chris for more info
0: so tune, tune in, in.
1: The in the 24-7 worldwide right, right, right. Feel the hits Go live Go live Go live Go live Hey, what's this? What about our life? Is it that bad? Oh, what about Our Life with Chris and Will? Oh, the show that gets you talking! Yeah, and these two haven't stopped talking for
0: three seasons. <laughs> why was the broom late for work?
1: I don't know why.
0: It overswept.
2: <laughs> okay, buddy.
0: We're live. We clear? And the crowd goes wild because we're back for another great episode <laughs> of what about our life with Chris and Will? How are you guys? Yeah, Did you have a great Christmas? Mm-hmm. Uh, ours was subtle. Yeah. Uh, we're ready for the new year. We got a lot of stuff going on, as long as COVID doesn't destroy it. Yeah. Yes, but we have great hopes. Yes. We did have a decent 2021, though. We did. We really did. Yeah. We did. So I imagine... Our, or, or no, I say I know next year is going to be the year. Yes. Which, of course, is going to be our promotional theme for 2022. Yes. The year. Yes. So uh, a lot of that's going on. So, you know, you're getting ready for New Year's. We do not know what's going to happen on <laughs> New Year's Eve. Um, our delightful funness, with, if that isn't even word, funness.
1: You know what? Fun it's a word now.
0: It is a word. Yes. Name. I have to go look at up. Funness. <laughs> funness. Um, I'm not going to mention her name, but JJ, if you're driving and listening to this as you go up to Pennsylvania, <laughs> uh, find out if funness is a word. Okay, JJ? <laughs> she's gonna look she's gonna she's gonna look and she's gonna sit yeah. there and say i'm gonna kill him <laughs> I, well i could have said your name i mean last year around this time we called you biscuit we did <laughs> called her biscuit well that's because she played one of those games on facebook and it said what was her christmas nickname and it said biscuit so i keep forgetting to call her biscuit so we're calling her biscuit now her friend's gonna be in the car with her and her the her friend and her dog and 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 J.J.'s dog's going to be laughing. Biscuit, Biscuit, Biscuit. <laughs> She's crying right now. <laughs> J.J.'s crying right now. I know she is. But anyway, we've had enough with making her run off the road. Um, you know, but, uh, but uh, yeah. So, so yeah, no, we have no plans, though. We would like to uh, drink. And I did play one of those games on Facebook. You know how you play those retarded games? Yeah, retarded. yeah. Anyway, that's how she got Biscuit. Um, And it said for New Year's Eve that I was going to get wasted and nasty. Now, I don't necessarily know what nasty is supposed to mean. (laughs) Uh, Wasted, I highly doubt it. Yeah. Uh, Probably because uh, we have family in town and you just can't get wasted around family for some reason. But I'm still trying to figure out the nasty part. Hmm. The the really, I just, I, mm, mm, no. Mm. No, nah. no, <laughs> I mean, unless it's talking about Janet Jackson's Nasty and, you know. Oh, my you gosh. You remember the song?
1: Yes, I do. Yes. Nasty Boys.
0: Exactly, unless it's that version. But that's not New Year's Eve. That's almost every day. <laughs> I mean, that's really. Good. Anyway, so today we are talking about games.
1: Yes.
0: Games. Yes. All about games. Yes. Different board games, video games, all that kind of Fun stuff. Uh huh. So let's kind of go into it. Our first topic is going to be games. I mean, yeah. video games. Oh, let's okay. talk about video games. Yes. Okay, we we've had this on the show before. Yes, we have. So we've talked about the Atari, and you know, we've talked about those famous things. Um, what was your favorite Atari game?
1: Well, my favorite part, uh, I Mine have... was
0: something with a little. In- Alien things, or whatever the case may be, I don't know.
1: Uh, not space invaders, but like a yeah. different.
0: Yeah, oh, it was. Space, I think so. I don't remember. It's been so yeah. Long
1: ago. Well, I had quite a few. Um, I liked Sorcerer's Apprentice, even though it was so basic, and it was. But it was. I think it was the first Disney um, Atari game. Yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. Um, I would also have to say. Um, I had a Spider-Man game. See, I didn't. Play. And a Junior Pac-Man game. We didn't
0: really start having games until the Nintendo came around, and then when that came around, I mean, there were a slew of games. I mean, oh there were Popeye, a lot of
1: games. Popeye, that was it. I liked Popeye, yeah.
0: But there were a lot of games, and and board games are kind of making their way back.
1: I'm so happy about that. Like seriously, yeah. Like... Board
0: games, Monopoly was always a fit. Um, yeah. Let's see, we got. what did we get Rummy?
1: For christmas yeah but it's not like rummy like playing cards it's like the tiles yeah rummy yeah. cub or I something guess. like that is what it's called but we like you playing
0: cards oh yes cards is a big deal we like to we usually for a while there we were doing
1: phase 10
0: phase 10 every every weekend and yeah and hopefully we can get back to that and 2010 jj make that happen 2010 Uh, i mean 2022 see where i'm at wow (laughs) i need to go back to bed that's what i it it was biscuit
1: oh my god i
0: said biscuit and got hungry okay i did not because it referring to her but because i just need to go get some popeye's biscuits there you go wow i need to go get some chicken oh my oh my god go get some chicken (laughs) Get some fried chicken, Jeez. cause you know Popeyes has good chicken. So is Publix. I like. Popeyes.
1: Yes, I do agree. Publix has some has amazing chicken.
0: Yes, they. Need well, they
1: have that. the popcorn chicken, and then they have the chicken tenders, yes. and yeah.
0: We went from board games to chicken. Yeah. All right, All right. we're doing good
1: today. Yeah. How about that? So let's flap on over back to games. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: favorite games. Yes. Favorite games.
1: Um. So, um, we've already talked about Atari. Um, so what else do we want to go into? Because, you know, I could go on and on about this. Well, what's your favorite game? Well, I like the Mario series. Uh, I would have to say Mega Man, Legend of Zelda. Um, and recently I've been diving more into the Metroid series. Um, I've only played like one or two of them, but now that, um, Nintendo Switch now has like where you can play Nintendo and Super Nintendo games online, I played the original Metroid game. I was like, oh, I didn't play this as, when I was a kid, so it was kind of interesting. I like
0: games. I, you know what? I, I can't get into them. He's super into games. I can't get into him. I can for a while, and we did. We have. There have been times we would play video games all night. Yes. And in through the day, and those were great. But then work takes you away from it, and then work takes. You know, honestly, work takes you away from a lot of even time off because you're yeah. too busy recovering and yeah. even with what we do. I mean, it's a lot of work. Well, no, it's and I... It's harsh, I, but, Yes, but and I agree with you. We do him. like to play games. I think maybe one day uh, when we have uh, little ones running around, that'll get us back into playing games, I guess.
1: Oh no, We just got to, you know, what we want, we just got to balance it out, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know? know? But, I mean, for me, playing video games, I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm a, you know, 24-7 gamer. I'm not... I'm more of the, it has to be the right moment. It has to be the right feeling. You know, whichever game I want to play, that's the one I'll choose. You know, it's basically, it's like an escape, you know, And, and it's just like where you can just.
0: Games growing up with.
1: Hmm, like board games?
0: Any of them. Mario for Nintendo, everybody knows how that one was. Yeah, but you know... The, Compared the, to the games today, those oh were the best Oh my gosh, runs. yes. Compared to the, to the well, crap that they come out but, with now, it's just, it's just... Everything's fighting games now. And it's just like, everything's got to be battle, 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 battle this. And it's yeah. just... It, you know, it's not really fun. I mean, it, yeah. it really isn't. It's not really... That fun, but um, yeah, but yeah, board games. I would have to say, growing up, board games would only be
1: Monopoly. Monopoly. Well, um, there was Battleship, maybe a Clue. There was clue. Clue. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry. Um, let's see, what else? Um, memory. Sh- <laughs> yes, Memory. Oh my gosh, Boggle. Do yeah. You remember that game?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the simplistic games, playing jacks, where you just throw the ball, pick up the jacks, because that's there's no competition in that
1: now did you play marbles
0: um yes and no
1: you I, just kind of collected them right and you had them in the bag
0: kind of i mean i don't
1: you know, know yeah kind of. um
0: i can see myself throwing marbles <laughs> my gosh i can see myself doing that. did you lose your marbles i've always lost lost my marbles. <laughs> they're sitting in jj's trunk right now oh my
1: goodness um uh dominoes She's gonna
0: come back and say, "Why are you calling me JJ?" Say, "Because I don't want to call you by your name, so we're gonna call you JJ." Go
1: fish. Um,
0: Because then if we if we say the uh, the one that shall not be named, then that would mean.
1: (laughs) Oh please! Oh my goodness!
0: But yes, go fish, card game Uno. Yeah, Uno. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: But you know, I have the pack that was before uh, Mattel, right? Mattel bought out. Uh, we
0: played board games with JJ. Yes, we have. This is going to be a show all about her. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's going to be listening to this all the way up Pennsylvania. She's going. I'm going to let him have. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny.
1: Um, but yeah, there's um categories.
0: I remember that. Yeah. Yeah definitely remember that yes categories so let's go into game shows
1: yes
0: here's a good one we always love some game shows of course will of fortune oh
1: yes yes um,
0: one of my favorites growing up on the disney channel win lose or draw
1: okay so quick story i was part of the studio audience for that really and, yes and um vicky lawrence was the host correct
0: There were several hosts, but I do remember... Okay, so yes, so
1: this was when I lost my two front teeth. Sounds like a Christmas song, I know. But um, yeah, I remember during commercial break, um, she had came out into the audience, and apparently I was picked out. And yeah, and I made a real quick joke, and it was pretty funny. And the joke was, why do birds fly south for the winter? Because it's too far to walk. Ha ha, yes, yes. (laughs) I know, but it... I found it on the. JJ's I, laughing. I found it on a cereal box, and it and the whole, and the audience laughed. I, I don't know how I was. I was a kid, but I loved it. <laughs> and I also had the board game of Win, Lose, or Draw, and the Nintendo Entertainment System uh, game of it too. So yeah,
0: there you go. There's a lot in that story, isn't there. Yes, there is. Yes. Uh uh-huh. But JJ laughed.
1: I, yeah, I'm sure she JJ's did. JJ's
0: still laughing. <laughs> She's hitting the steering wheel. So will you get off of it already?
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that was a great. That was that was. Definitely I remember great. that one. Mm-hmm. Of course, The Price is Right. Yeah. Um, Do you remember? Okay, so Price is Right. Um, back when comp, uh, personal computers, PCs, first came out, and they had the five and a half or five and a quarter floppy disks, like.
0: I don't know about prices right really I had that on the computer.
1: Hour. I had yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's when Vanna White took twenty minutes just to push a letter. Well, not
1: only that, but to walk over to the letter.
0: I mean I could have oh my gosh. gone and had dinner by the time she was <laughs> the thing I'm trying to solve. <laughs> but uh but yeah, and and we actually we're a studio audience of so the price is right once. Yes. Uh, a long day. Oh my uh-huh. gosh. We had to be there at eight in the morning. Yeah. And they have, they interview every individual. Now, I don't know how they're doing it for COVID, but this was prior to COVID. You had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Parking is hell because it's street parking. So if you've ever driven or gone into Hollywood and had to street park near the studios, oh my gosh, that is a disaster in itself. Because you can't find anything uh-huh. because they always manage to do filming on the days that they're going to clean the streets. Uh-huh. So there are a lot of areas that are blocked off for cleaning the street. And if you park in that area, then you get towed. Mm-hmm. So parking, first of all, is an adventure <laughs> in itself. You think traffic, uh-uh, no, parking is an adventure. Yeah. And then you sit and wait. It's You check in, you go through security, you wait, and then you wait. And they had a 100-something people there. Each person has to be interviewed. And it is a, I think, we finally got interviewed at 2 o'clock.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: 2 o'clock, we finally got interviewed. And then filming didn't start until like 3.30. So we were there from 8 to 3.30. And you can't leave. Yeah, You can't leave. Mm -hmm. Um, And they make you really have to, you really have to go berserk in order to get chosen. Because they choose you. Before you get in the, you don't know that you're getting chosen. Right. But they watch you during the taping to see if the people they chose are still energetic. Or if they found somebody else that was energetic and they'll switch it. Yeah. In just a a matter of seconds. Well, anyway, well, the people that were sitting next to us actually had gotten chosen. Yeah. And Uh the guy, they were from Canada. Yeah. And the guy actually won both showcases. Yes. He did. He won both showcases. Now, here's the thing about The Price is Right you do have to pay taxes on the stuff that you win, mm-hmm. but you cannot say that you won and you do not get those prizes until that show has aired. And they film at least six to eight months in advance. So it could be a whole entire year before you're able to get those prizes and have a good old time with those prizes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it, it can be a disaster sometimes. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so The Price is Right, we've we've done that. I don't know if I'd do studio audience again, though.
1: I mean, well, think about it like this. You know, they're all excited. And yes, it's great to be part of the studio audience. You're clapping for an extremely yeah, long you are time. Climbing. You <laughs>
0: are clapping for an extremely long time. Going back into games, dating game.
1: Oh. Yep. Um, um,
0: Let's Make a Deal, there's another one.
1: I liked the original one. Only because I thought it was funnier. Uh-huh. Like, there was, more, uh, there was more... Family Feud? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Family Feud was the one in the mid-80s. Um, yes. I, I don't know what his name was, but uh, Ray something.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. But,
1: uh, yeah, I liked him. He yep. was good. Uh, Hollywood Squares? Ah uh, yes, of and course. I had I had the Nintendo Entertainment System game as well. Of
0: course, Hollywood Squares, and then the, the game shows on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel at the time.
1: That's right, uh, just to name a few: uh, Nick Arcade, yeah, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, that you like
0: oh i can't remember (laughs) i can't remember um Um, do you remember double dare i think yes double dare Mm -hmm.
1: there was also another show i can't remember but it was on nbc and it was like you answered questions but at the end you had that they had a whole bunch of prizes lined up and you had to go tap buzzers um, to choose which prize you wanted oh, within a certain know. amount of time. And I wanted to be on that show, but I wasn't. Oh, um,
0: yeah, no, don't remember that one. Don't yeah. That one. And, you know, in studio audiences with game shows, in most cases, just like with court shows, now, uh, prior to COVID, they get paid to be that. Some of them do. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them do. If they can't fill it in, they, they mm-hmm. do get paid for it. But, yeah, those are the days. Mm-hmm. Those are the days. Those are the best things about it. Oh,
1: what would you do? That was another yeah. Nick show. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I liked that one, too.
0: Well, don't go get your game gears just yet. We still have more to come. We'll be right back. Twas the night of a million lights when all of the village was lit up with over a million Christmas lights.
1: I couldn't believe my wandering eyes as I looked around as over 100 magnificently lit villas told me a story. And now I wondered... Was I dreaming, or is this real? When all of the sudden Santa appeared for a
0: meet-and-greet surrounded by holiday fun. It's the Night of a Million Lights at the Give Kids the World Village going on November 12th through January 2nd in Kissimmee, Florida.
1: Chris and Will recommend this holiday event to all that want to help a good cause and feel the magic within themselves this holiday season. You can go to our website at chrisandwill.com for more details gktw.org is their website for more information and to purchase your ticket to this grand holiday event Nights of a Million Lights at the Give Kids the World Village 210 South Bass Road Kissimmee Florida 34746
0: It was then we realized we all had a good night and how we wish you a very merry Christmas and a blessed new year
3: I'm Cammie, and I want to tell you about one of the most amazing places in the world, Give Kids the World Village. It's a magical place where kids with critical illnesses come from all over the world for one amazing week. They get to visit Central Florida's coolest theme parks, celebrate at nightly parties, and enjoy delicious meals. And it doesn't cost them a thing. To learn more about how this magical place works and how you can help, visit givekidstheworld.org.
1: This holiday season, learn to explore your inner talents by challenging your creative side and learn to paint. Chris and Will introduce you to give yourself or someone else the gift of unlocking the artistic magic by becoming an imaginative student at the Atelier School of Art. From pre-K to adult courses, you can take your course either in person at their studio in Royal Oak, Michigan, or do what we are doing and take a course using Zoom professional instructors, a great environment, and you don't have to worry. They're all on Santa's nice list. Connect yourself to the talent you didn't know you had and establish a new family of other artists alike. Join us as we highly recommend this fantastic studio. So come make some magic this holiday season and shine with a gift that will always be giving. Drawings, smartphone photography, oil paintings, and more are waiting for you to learn, create, and connect at the Atelier School of Art. For more information or to register for your course today, go to www.atelierschoolofart.com or you can go to kristinwill.com for the link. Atelier School of Art, 407 East 4th Street, Royal Oak, Michigan, 48067. Call them today at two four eight nine five one four four zero zero. Atelier School of Art wishes all a very Merry Christmas and the happiest New Year. All right, we're back. Yay!
0: <laughs> yeah, you know we got we got to give love to our partners. Yeah. And we'll be bringing in some some of the same partners, if not new partners, for two thousand and twenty two. So we appreciate you guys, and of course we appreciate you guys for uh, listening to them and supporting them as well. Definitely. They're really loving your responses. But yes. We're back. Great things. Now let's go into the game show, The Hollywood Squares. Ah, yes. The Hollywood Squares is where two contestants compete in a game of tic-tac-toe to win prizes. Oh. It originated in 1965 on NBC. Wow. It is number seven out of 61 of the greatest game shows of all time. Amazing. Yes. Celebrities are asked questions and the contestant can either agree or disagree on their answer. And some of the notable stars, Rich Little, who's been on our show, Mm -hmm. uh, Joan Rivers, William Goldberg, Bruce Valanche, Paul Lynn, Florence Henderson, and Barbara Eden, just to name a few Mm -hmm. that have been on the Hollywood Squares. And they recently recreated the Hollywood Squares for a charity event to benefit the Hollywood Museum. Yes! That's right, and we have a link of that on our website. If you go on our website at kristenwill.com and you click on the Hollywood Museum, it will give you all the information. And right now, they are continuing that uh, charity event that they started in the summertime, actually. They're continuing it through the holidays. So go to our website, click on it, and support The Hollywood Museum. I think it's like uh, $10 a show. I mean, it's not bad at all. Oh, yeah. It's not bad at all. But, you know, I remember watching the Hollywood Squares because the Hollywood Squares, they they brought it back several times. Mm -hmm. A few times. And it would always come on after school.
2: That's Always
0: loved watching it after school. Yes. So it it was always a lot of fun. I loved watching it. And the reason why we're bringing that up today, because one of the greatest stars that were on the Hollywood squares is Bruce Valance. Wow. And he's on our show today. Yes. Bruce, of course, is part of the charity event. I can't talk of the Hollywood charity. Museum. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> he is a two-time Emmy Award winner. He has been the head writer for the Oscars from 2000 to 2014. Mm-hmm. He is a comedy writer, songwriter, and actor. He's made an appearance on RuPaul's Drag Race. He has written for episodes like Roseanne, and he's written for uh, talents like Roseanne, Lily Tomlin, Bette Midler, Robin Williams, Elizabeth Taylor, Rosie O'Donnell, just to name a few. Plenty. Yes. And we actually, I've always been fascinated with Bruce. He's so funny. Uh Uh-huh. He is so funny. (laughs) And even in person, he is delightfully funny, you guys. He really, really, really is. So, Bruce Valanche is going to be on our show today, and we're going to be talking a lot about the Hollywood Squares and, of course, his comedic lifestyle. So, sit back, relax. Bruce Valanche is coming up.
1: Chris and Will, introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then
0: please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women.
1: The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, Looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad, neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive, purifying, deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music. Healthy snacks and drinks, and you just have to see it for yourself. Guys, it's
0: totally worth it. This is a weekly thing for us now, and I can't wait to go again. This is a Chris Will Highly Recommendation.
1: Spanirvana.com is the website. You can go to chrisandwill.com for the link as well spa nirvana 811 court street clearwater florida 33756 call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today services are by appointment only and they are filling up fast so treat yourself your inner self to a vacation day at spa nirvana
0: i miss cooking and i definitely miss feeding you
1: I'm Chef Life Beck, and I'm gonna change all of that. I am offering in-home cooking classes. That's right, we are cooking via Zoom. From coast to coast, north to
0: south, east to west, we are reuniting families, loved ones, kids, couples, you name it, we're cooking about it. Any cuisine, any time of the day, you just let me know. Let's get in our kitchen, let's cook together, and let's love on each other. It's a great way to stay connected while socially distancing. I can't wait to cook with you and your family.
1: Go to TheBlytheBeck.com for details. We are honored to welcome two-time Emmy Award winner, Bruce Valanche. How
3: are you, right, my here friend? I'm carrying on. You know, I'm swinging my mask in the air like Mary Tyler Moore.
0: Ah, uh, yep, yeah, that's what you gotta do. That's uh-huh. what you gotta do, yeah. Well, you know what? First of all, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, You know, uh, what a career. Let me tell you. Yes. What what a life. You have, you're very inspiring and funny in so many different ways. So thank you so much for being here. Carrying on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for being on our show. So so tell me, um, how many laughters have you tried to make yourself laugh at home while you were going through this pandemic? I mean, looking in the mirror and telling yourself a joke and laughing.
3: Oh, constantly. Well, but that's, you know, my way of life anyway.
2: Yeah. I
0: mean
3: that's how that's how you get started in all of this. You start making faces in the mirror when you're a kid. And and it grows from there like some sort of horrifying cancer. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden oh, you're wow. in the comedy business. That's funny. Uh, but it's yeah. You know, I've been very lucky because I'm a writer, and so I get to sit at the keyboard and come up with stuff. And uh, you know, if I don't stand up and do a Jeffrey Tubin, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> so tell me, how so did you been, actually? I've,
3: I've been been working, you know, but uh, I so many other people who've been out there. The whole, I mean, I've been doing no performing except on Zoom, which uh-huh. where the lighting is never, never right. right. Always, you're always looking at somebody in a ring.
2: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, so there's, and, and people who are, you know, perform live for a living uh, were, were really in trouble, and, and people uh, who are out there having to deal with the public were even more, in even more trouble. So I was one of the lucky ones.
2: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So there isn't
3: too much funny about that, but <laughs> at yeah. least I had something to work with.
0: No, I hear you. Yeah, hear definitely. You. So how, how did you actually get your start?
3: Well, I was I was a child actor because my parents saw me making faces and performing at dinner parties and things, and they said, "See, he seems happy when he does that." So oh. they were very smart, and they enabled me. And I was a child actor. I was never a child star, or we'd be having this conversation in rehab.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's great. They don't do well, yeah. uh, but they encouraged me, and and they were not like Gypsy Rose Lee parents. They were they were. Um, they weren't like doing it to make, to make a living. They were, everything uh, I made went into my, my college fund. Uh, so it was, that was nice. That, uh, so that's how I got my start. And, and as a result, I knew a lot about show business by the time I was in high school, I would performed a lot and I would write about it. And, um, that was when they, they suggested that, I, that if I didn't want to do a career as an actor, a performer, I might want to be a journalist because newspapers will never go away. Right. Oh, <laughs> no. <Who knew? laughs>
2: right? Yeah.
3: That's crazy. Wow. So, uh, so that, I started doing that. And uh, I wound up uh, at the Chicago Tribune where I met Bette Midler, who was just starting out. Yes. Yeah, and I right began there. writing for her. And that was the beginning of, uh, of everything. And it was only fifty years ago. Excuse me. <gasps> <was only> <laughs> yeah, that was like <laughs> yesterday, that, like, you know, like only couldn't. one
1: day. You know, yeah. no biggie. <laughs>
3: no, it's she, and she's only thirty-eight, so it's really right. Yeah. That's right. You
0: know, that's that's right. Is, You've is, been writing for her for a long time. You actually uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You you wrote the last uh, Vegas residency she had, right?
3: Uh, yes, we did. I, I uh, co-wrote it with a, a guy named Eric Eric Korngold, is a wonderful writer. Uh, yes, it was called, um, what did we call it? The Showgirl Must Go On. Right. But then we, we did, that was two years, and the market crashed in that, during that time and, and you know people stopped spending money on shows in Vegas they, they would go to Vegas and they would they would gamble and they would order from dominoes
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so it, it was it was a, a slack period not as slack as the current period when the, everything was shut down but but we did a tour after that a, a, a called divine intervention that was the last uh, the last big show that she did wow. alive she, wow. you know, she never stops I mean she, she refuses to retire she continues working. On it. <laughs> I mean, this is going to hocus pocus too. We of course, saw that. Yeah. Be, it's going to be uh, the Sanderson Sisters' origin story, so yeah. it'll be played by younger women, and then the the our three girls will show up for uh, in a couple of key moments.
2: Oh,
0: very interesting. Yes, yes, and indeed. It, and it'll you know,
3: all be on Disney Plus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, where yeah. everything's yeah. going. Yeah. Um, yeah. You
1: know, the one thing that I really, really enjoy about you is that you have a knack for comedy, for tuning into people and to just pulling out like the funniest stuff. I mean, because you've written for so many different people, uh, comedians and then for shows and stuff. Is there like a like a a way to it or is it just a natural uh, thing for you?
3: I, I think uh, I I do have a knack for it, I, but I think part of it is because I actually study who, what their style is before I write something for them. A lot of times people will just throw material at somebody and it doesn't fit. And I always compare myself to someone like Bob Mackie, who would obviously not put uh, Cher in the same outfit he would put Lizzo. they oh, wow. Two, they're, they're two different body types. Uh, yes. And... and in exactly the same way, you know, uh, uh, Florence Henderson is not Ted Middler. So, although in private life she was, but uh, you know, her, her public persona is not. So you, you adjust, and the way you do that is you, uh, you do your homework. You, you study them and you write to them, and I, I seem to have a facility for it. Listen, playwrights and screenwriters who create characters from scratch have a harder job because they have to come up with all of that stuff. And when uh-huh. I'm in that position, I realize how lucky I am to just, you know, have, have, have a Martin Short, who you can write for, who could, who could you know who Marty Short is. Of and course. And, you know, he, he can be anybody, basically. Uh-huh. So he's not, he's not even the best example because he's so far ranging. But, uh, but you know, people who have a, a distinct style are, are much easier to, to write for.
0: Now, would you, who would you say would be the easiest that you've written for and who would you say would be the hardest you've written for?
3: Well, the hardest are either the hardest are people on like the Oscars actors like Johnny Depp who come out and have to present an award for art direction, and you know there is no Johnny Depp character. I mean, he has come up with one for talk shows after uh, much struggle, but uh, and people he comes out and people expect him to be Captain Jack Sparrow or or some ultra hipster, and that's uh, not exactly who he is. So. Uh, you can't write to, to his style uh, mm-hmm. because he's an actor and he inhabits the character. So you have to write about the, the job at hand, which is like art direction. So yes, to talk about art direction. That's tough because right. you want it to be interesting and you don't want him to look like a, a Lox. But a lot of actors without a character to play don't have anybody. I mean, people like Whoopi and Bette and Billy Crystal and Robin who were on stage every night, That they possibly could be Mm -hmm. uh know who they are when they walk out on the stage as themselves they have a stage persona yes even lily tomlin who does characters has a lily tomlin character that she uses you know as a as an interlocutor as a kind of go-between between all the other characters so but but when dennis quaid comes out on stage to talk uh it's difficult to 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 put a finger on who he is so that's the hardest and of course the easiest are the ones you identify with the most I mean that's easy because uh, uh, easy in the sense that you know I was there at the beginning and I know what that character is Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you know so it's it's fun and and, uh, uh, Joan Rivers was a lot of fun because uh, she would tell you what her target was and then you could write to that she said She said Elizabeth Taylor, or whatever. This is going way back, you know. She'd say say, uh, uh, the food is a buffet, and then you could just go. Or or Heidi Abramowitz, who was a character that she came up with, who was her tramp uh, high school friend, (laughs) who like you know, and that was like she was such a tramp, you know. More Marines landed on her than Anzio, you know that
2: kind Uh. of stuff. (laughs) Uh, that's yeah. great. She had her
3: hands up more, more people had her hands up their skirt her shirt than Miss Piggy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
3: great. Uh, That's and great. it was uh so that was that was, you know, fun to come up with that kind of stuff.
0: I bet. You know, you, you mentioned Billy Crystal. Have you seen his uh recent film? Yes.
3: I have it. I'm looking forward to it with the one with Tiffany Haddish. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, although I suspect I'll cry a lot because I guess it's about somebody who's been in, in comedy for a long time and is trying to be hip and yes. relevant. Mm-hmm. But you know God knows that's me almost every day. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> wow. No. So I may break down. <laughs> but you know
0: what? I'ma tell you, they have so much charisma together. hmm They were just yeah. great. I, I did you really didn't know what to expect because both of them have different, two different styles of comedy. So, right. you know, it was so great just to watch, one, watch him back on the big screen again. Of course. And yes. two, just to watch them together and just see that chemistry just flow. It was, it was a great movie. So great. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I really think you'll enjoy it.
3: She's pretty. She's the real thing. She's pretty amazing. I mean, I liked her I, I, when I first saw her in Girl Trip, I guess. And then uh-huh. she did a picture with Whoopi. But uh, when she hosted SNL uh, and she brought out her history, I was really uh, very impressed. Because wow. she she made that funny and sincere, and I thought there's a lot of depth to this person, uh, and she's she's going to go places, and and God knows she did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, she seems to be the go to person for NBC right now. So, um, oh yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they they're they've been talking to get her to do a talk show for the longest time, and and um, uh, she she says they they haven't been talking to her, but rumors have been going all over the place, but I don't think NBC would want to pay her price tag right now. So,
3: <laughs> so you mean to be the next, to be the next Ellen?
0: Yes. Yes. That's what they were looking for is as a, I guess a replacement for Ellen for her time slot, but they ended up giving it to Kelly. Um, to
3: Kelly, well, Kelly's, Kelly's pretty terrific.
0: She is. I mean, I tune
3: in every day just to watch her, just to hear her sing the opening song, whatever she's doing. She's yes. A great oh, I agree.
0: Yeah. I agree. I think she's and a very, she's, talented
3: uh, woman. she's Nothing throws her. I mean, she uh, she's uh, at home in herself, which is a, a pretty amazing. And I first noticed that when she was host the Country Music Awards, and and she just the attitude was she just didn't care. She was having a good time.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and, and you that's can so, see that. That's
3: so rare to find somebody who can do that. and oh, I know. Not be not be crazy.
0: Oh, I know. And she doesn't have. To, and she does not worry about image. And that's mm-hmm. that's a strong point no, that's for her.
3: Exactly right. I mean, she wears these you know, outfits like from from dress barn uh-huh.
2: <laughs> they
3: really are they're like kind of like housewife kind of uh, you know yeah. outfits and they're not she's not glamming up she's not doing anything she's just being her
0: exactly yeah. yeah oh she's great she's great we've seen her several times so i do have to ask you this one because we've seen it, you in both episodes and numerous times and uh, very, very envy of the show. You made appearance on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes.
3: Oh yeah, I was a comedy mentor and judge uh, many episodes ago. I haven't done it lately, but uh, it was it was great fun. Well, I had old friends with Ru, and when RuPaul's first talk show on VH1 uh-huh. was on, we put together a Vegas act and he played the Sahara, and it was he was a great success. But uh, after that, he finished that show, he just kind of went away for a while and came back for act two, which is now. And uh-huh. this show is uh, amazing. I mean, the funny part about being the comedy mentor uh, for all those drag queens was when the show began, it was all these gorgeous uh, drag queens who lip-synced to everything and never spoke to the audience pitted uh-huh. against these hoary old drag queens who worked in clubs every night and, and dealt with the audience and were really funny and really bitchy. Uh-huh. And there was no competition. I said, "This is you can't pit them against each other because it's not fair, it's apples and oranges. Right. And we did it anyway. And uh, But what happened was all the little young drag queens watching at home realized that in order to win the thing, you have to be everything. You have to make your own clothes. You have to be funny. You have to look good. You have to be able to talk. And so they're now all super queens. Uh-huh. And now That's when right. I do the thing, it's like, whoa, they're all funny. Yeah. It's, now it's a real competition
0: mm-hmm. so, now do you do you do you keep up with the show a lot do you watch it at all i,
3: I off i frankly off and on you know i i dip in and i dip out right because mm-hmm. uh and there are so many iterations of it now you know the yes. london yeah. one and the, i don't know where else he's doing it zambia
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> drag, so, qu- Num- maybe a drag queens i have no idea where they're, where uh, they're going now <laughs> That's funny. But so, I mean, I, I, you know, I do it because I also wind up meeting a lot of those people, or I did when there was a lot of live performance. And I, you, I'd go around the country, and there would be all these various people who nice. I would be uh, sharing a stage with, uh, like Sharon Needles, uh-huh. uh, who, was a, who, who won on the show, and uh, people like that. Because so, the great thing about them is, uh, about being on that show, is that you get all these live bookings. Right. Yeah. You have such a following.
2: Right, right. It's
3: kind of like I was on Shark Tank, uh, being a celebrity for a friend who'd invented something, and they didn't like the the product at all, and they really chewed him a new one, but it didn't Uh matter because he got half a million hits on his website. So nobody who goes on Shark Tank loses. Anybody on Shark Tank does well. Right. Because somebody out there watches it and says, wait, I think that's good. I want one of those. And Uh all of a sudden, they're selling them, so...
0: Wow! Yep, that's
3: There's true. A little-known mm-hmm. secret of showbiz. Yes, <laughs> yes, <absolutely. That's laughs> yes.
0: True. That's true. So, what would be? Well, really quick before we go into Hollywood squares, what what would be a typical day as far as when you were taping RuPaul's? What? what how? I mean, I'm sure it was a long process. Uh,
3: it it was. There were it'd be two parts. One would for me would be um, the mentoring, which was. Uh, we would shoot it and there would be snatches of it that would show up on the broadcast, uh-huh. but it would be, um, that would be like, uh, if, if I say the morning, each of them would get up and do what their, what their comedy bit was going to be. And I would coach them. And uh-huh. then after lunch with, or, or whatever, the, whatever time of day it was, we would come back and actually tape the show, uh, with an audience. Wow. Uh, the generally with an audience, as I recall, uh, with, um, the show as you would see it on the air, but there were always lots of stops and starts. Nice, uh, you know, and a lot of uh, a lot of. I mean, RuPaul, as funny as as he is, is not, you know, doesn't spontaneously come up with all that stuff.
0: Right. I don't think anybody
3: mm-hmm. believes that. So,
0: right, right, wow. And you
3: know, and then that would be if I was a judge, uh, I would be on on the panel. So it was like, yeah, it was an all day deal the way the way i did it <laughs>
0: right well wow mm-hmm. i don't
3: think visage had the same visage had a different schedule she would just come in for the uh, nighttime thing oh. or the, for the actual taping
0: interesting yeah wow yeah. yeah
3: so let's go
0: into the amazing show hollywood school
1: yes
0: we love
3: yeah, Yes. It was. it was it was great fun my accountant really misses it
2: Oh,
0: I bet, I bet they do.
2: I
3: so bet. Why?
0: But... you know what? I think we all do, though, yeah. because uh-huh. you just don't you just don't see that anymore. And I think I think if I you know. if you brought in a lot of uh, like what you guys did for the and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. what you did for the Hollywood Museum. If they did a show and brought back some of the classic stars like that again. Oh, my gosh, it would be phenomenal. Of I, course. I just think it would be breathtaking. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, especially... I mean, um, I mean there's,
3: there's, a, there's a version of it on uh, the H1 called Hip Hop Squares, which has been on for years, which was sold by the original uh, owners of the format. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's rappers, because rappers are so funny. And for some reason, it stayed on. It stayed, I don't know, it must have a niche market.
2: Uh-huh. I mean,
3: I can't imagine people who like hip-hop want to watch a show with a, a bunch of rappers who are making jokes, but
2: you never know. <laughs> so
3: I think if that ever peters out, they might entertain the notion of bringing it back, because it's worked every time they brought it back. But
2: Absolutely. And a lot of
3: the old game shows have come back, but uh, they're, they're working now for the first time, like to tell the truth.
0: There I've were several that, versions
3: yeah. of it, and this one is the one that's hit, so.
0: Wow, wow. So tell me about your experience on um, Hollywood Squares.
3: Uh, well, it was, it was fantastic. I was the head writer, and, and uh, they called, uh, they got Whoopi to be the center square, and she said, oh, I think uh, he should host the show, Valanche. Uh-huh. And they thought she was crazy, but they didn't want to piss her off that early in the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they tested me. So there I was going, this one's for the win, Kevin. And uh, they said, you know, you're not really mainstream. We're looking for something a little bit more mainstream to host uh-huh. the thing. And, and uh, they said, well, putting you in a square. So they put me in the square next to it, hoping I would tame her. I think. <laughs> and, wow. of course, the, our joke is always that what they didn't realize was that she's really a gay Jew and I'm really a black woman.
2: Wow!
3: <laughs> oh, so so, so we got along perfectly. I mean, it's just ask anybody who slept with me. Perfectly. We got along. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've been writing, you know, with, for her and with her for years. So um, that was that was what what that was like. The, what the show itself was, it was an amazing schedule. We shot 36 days a year. We did 36 wow. weeks of new shows, and the other 12 weeks were um, uh, re- reruns. But we would shoot five, we shoot a week in a day, so we'd shoot five shows. So on Saturday and Sunday, every other Saturday and Sunday, we would go into the studio and shoot five uh, five shows Saturday and five shows Sunday. Uh, so it was a it was the world's most civilized schedule, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And I was writing all the time, so I was uh, always busy, but uh, the actual production for the for the squares for the celebrities was really simple. You came in at like nine o'clock in the morning, and they gave you a lavish breakfast by Wolfgang Puck.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then we w- we would brief everybody on what um, what their questions would be. We couldn't tell them the answers because uh, because the contestants had to know that these guys didn't know the answers, otherwise they'd agree with them, and there would be right. no games. Mm-hmm. So uh, we would do three shows, then we would have lunch, and at which time a wine would be served. So the two shows that we did after lunch were always a lot looser than the shows that we did before. But that was okay because it was chronologically the week. Uh-huh.
2: So the Thursday
3: and Friday shows were a lot funnier than the earlier shows. And... Um, a lot looser i should say right. it's funnier somebody of it's pretty pretty ridiculous but that <laughs> sort of that sort of the marketing people said that matches the audience because Thursday and Friday they they are already ready to have more fun
2: yes because
3: the work week is behind them uh, they're, they're over the hump so it worked out and uh, it was you know I, I was it was the greatest it was the most fun and, and it was one of those things where if anybody came in and was feeling like cranky or uh out of sorts uh they wouldn't they couldn't pull much because there would be eight other people looking at them going get with the program would you
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow
3: nobody cares that you just had a breast reduction Do the
2: show.
0: <laughs> wow that's great so what would you say the um the best moment on hollywood squares would have been for you
3: Oh, my God. Well, I suppose that, uh, the funny one that's always on YouTube is uh, it was a show with Penn and & Teller and Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried. And uh, I call it the You Fool episode because it was uh-huh. I, somebody got stuck on Gilbert Square for about seven questions, which is unprecedented. Uh-huh. Because every, every time each one had to get Gilbert for the win. And each time they screwed up. I mean they would agree or disagree and every so it was like the first time somebody did it, uh, Pen screamed out, You fool and <laughs> it just kept happening over and over again until so finally all nine of us were You fool <laughs> <laughs> it would have just... And it was, it was kind of an extreme example of the, that kind of controlled chaos that, that makes the show so much fun is that you saw that there were all these people who you knew were up there and having a good time and carrying on, and that was really what made the show special because you got to see people. Uh, just having fun and uh, in, in a kind of crazy, spontaneous way, which well, you know, the, everything else is so structured. Mm-hmm. You know, and even when you do, when you do a talk show, or you know, it's, it's like it's, it's like they go on Jimmy Fallon and he makes them play couch ball or whatever, uh-huh. and which is fun. It's fun to watch Meryl Streep, you know,
2: right, lo- right. Loosen,
3: loosen up. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it's fun. It's more fun to watch nine people carrying on. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because you
1: kind of like bounce off one another, I would assume. And you just have fun with it and just go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Right.
3: And it seemed like that. All the planning you do, the best stuff is the spontaneous stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. And it seemed like that. Because when you watch the show, it, it just looked, it flowed so
1: naturally. Mm-hmm.
0: It really did. I mean, and even
1: with the announcer, too, it just had a flow to it. Yeah. I mean, it,
0: <laughs> that's what
1: that's what made it great is the
0: fact that you just didn't know what they were going to say. You, you would sit there and wait the entire time to see what they were going to say and that's that was the best part my, of my favorite
3: life. stuff was what uh, what they would say after you did a joke i mean the uh-huh. reaction or especially if it didn't work you know somebody would come in to save you <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> you know if
3: there, were, if there were crickets you never knew
2: wow
3: sometimes it was hard you know i mean there were, the audience was actually people who'd written in and they wanted to be there most of the time It was hard to find people who wanted to be in an audience at 10 o'clock on a saturday morning right uh, you know, so we would sometimes have to go to the audience people. Audiences unlimited. I uh-huh. hope there are a few of those outfits that that specialize in bringing in groups, right. and they were weren't often the the best audiences. You know, yeah, the church groups especially, <laughs> wrong room.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
3: and oh, you no, know, no, no, no! They don't want to hear this material. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: and especially when you get them, because we're familiar with those yes. those audience groups, and we've been in a we've we actually. Um, we went and got tickets to go see Bill Maher, actually. Yes. And, you know, because uh, yeah. we like Bill Maher. And so we went to go see Bill, Bill Maher and the, the, one of the groups had an audience group and it was a church group. And I'm like, wow, you're sending a church group Here. to go see Bill Maher. That's funny. That is absolutely That's- funny. And I think he kind of knew that because he was purposely looking to where they were uh-huh. uh, wow. in the audience when he would say his his dialogue. It was just, it was great. Yeah. It was great.
3: That's so strange. I mean, because I would think that would be like a hot ticket. A lot of people would want to, would want to be in that audience because it's such a live audience. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, and it's uh, they get to react and they get to, they really are part of it in the way that you know audiences well, at other shows. Aren't. It
0: was kind of like Prices Right. We we yeah. mm-hmm. we wanted to do Prices Right once. You got to do Prices Right at least once yes. in your life. So well, we did. Yes. Yeah. So we did it. Oh my but gosh. But that's
3: audience. That's audience participation. Uh-huh. Sort of.
0: Oh, but it was a long day. I'ma yeah. tell you, that was probably the one and last time I will ever go and stand in line yeah. for *Price Is Right*.
3: I would, I would never recommend anybody <laughs> be in an audience for a TV show. It's the ordeal is too much. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, it is. I mean, we were outside for like three hours because yep. they had to do the interviews and and so forth. They were like, oh, this is three right. hours in, in the heat and it was hot day and it's like, were okay, you, I don't know. yeah. Was it,
3: it, was it still at uh, CBS? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In fact, that's where we—they were—we were on that stage. Uh, Price is Right had the the stage Monday through Friday, and we were Saturday and Sunday. It was oh. the—it was called the Jack Benny stage because yes. that's where he did his show hundred years ago, and, and Carol Burnett did all of her shows there. It's the only one at CBS that has a, an audience built in, cool. not grandstands, oh. real did- theater seats. Well, you see it on television all the time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what
3: it looks like. So it, it's that, that is a famous stage. I can't remember what number it is 33, I think. But yeah, um, yeah they but also, Price is Right was there.
2: They
0: also saw uh, Tom Barnier. Bergeron
3: had Bob Barker's dressing room, which was filled with animal photos.
0: Oh, wow. That's
3: funny. <laughs> that You know, he was, every time he'd go in, he'd say, How can I deface these? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is <Wow>. so funny.
3: <laughs> but, You know, you couldn't touch anything.
0: (laughs) Right, 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 right. That was kind of like I had to do something. I had to do a job at one of the studios. I can't remember which one it was. It was an off-the-wall studios, but Chelsea Handler was doing her talk show there at one time. And, Uh you know, uh, I I would purposely leave these weird sticky notes underneath her door. And she would come in and she'd see, see, she couldn't figure out who it was until she finally figured out it was me. I mean, we knew each other, but at the same time, every time I would go to the studio and I was there for a couple of days because we were filming some sort of a pilot and I never ran into her, but I would say something stupid in there just to, (laughs) just, just, (laughs) just to make her open the door and say, WTF, what is this? You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. So yeah, we would do the same thing. But uh, so, who came up with the idea of doing this for a charity benefit for the Hollywood Museum?
3: That's a very good question. My guess is Harlan Bull, who it does the publicity for the museum, uh-huh. uh, because he's a font of, of ideas, and he yes. also has a very deep uh, client list of people who are on Hollywood Squares, basically. Right. I mean, he's he's represents quite a lot of them. Uh, but uh, from the old, you know, from the Peter Marshall version, the first version, all the way through uh, uh, ours. So I believe he came up with the idea. And uh, it's, we, uh, you know, the, the Hollywood Museum, which is this incredible place yes. in, in the old mm-hmm. Max Factor building that you've seen in the movie, yes. uh, is, is a repository of all these things. A lot of the stuff that Debbie Reynolds was collecting and a lot of the stuff other people had collected, uh, basically from the golden age of movies and television uh-huh. uh uh and it, and very interestingly arranged in this place uh which was a, a, a beauty parlor i mean it was it was a, a beauty salon and so there are a lot of small rooms that have been converted into dressing rooms and exhibition rooms for specific things it's a lot of it's, there's a, a huge dumb elevator. That was used to transport things from one floor to another, but you can it, you can actually have a cocktail party in it. It's wow. like a great elevator. It's gigantic, and and they frequently do. Anyway, the place <laughs> went dark when COVID hit, like everything else. And right. uh, in order to, uh, they had a, a hard time keeping keeping afloat. And in order to meet the payroll, they uh, I think they may have gotten a PPP grant, but also the Harlan said, "Let's do this as a fundraising thing to keep the, the museum alive." The idea of it alive and uh, because it's the Hollywood Museum and he had knew so many Hollywood squares hello Hollywood Museum squares here it uh-huh.
0: is yes yes oh it was
3: and, so fun yeah, it yes. Was yes center square and I was delighted and uh I did it for a f- I think we did four of them and I think I did three of them Rich Little was a center square for another one I <laughs> hosted one finally I saw because, that because uh uh, Peter was not well, and we kept thinking he was going to get better. He kept saying, "Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it," and then he couldn't do it. So finally, the last one I wound up hosting, uh, which was I, I, I immediately called Tom and said, "I, I feel your pain. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I now see what you were going through."
0: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Well, it was great. It was, yeah, we, we couldn't stop laughing. I oh mean, yes, yes. A, I mean, a lot of a lot of them, of course, have been on our show. Of course, yes. Harlan. We're yeah. so thankful with Harlan, but. You know, just watching them all together. That, yeah. Was just like, oh, this is just a, I don't want to say a blessing, but it was just like, this is a dream. You know, you, you didn't, you would never imagine to see them back on, on a screen together doing something like Mm -hmm. this.
3: I I was was amazed at the the technical aspect of it, about how they pull it together, because, you know, with Zoom, everything about like a little delay, Uh and that little delay tends to kill a joke. Yes. So, uh, and, uh, you can't. You can't. You have to factor in sound going in or, and out, or sounding weird, or or light being wrong, or whatever. I mean, there's so many things that will that will kill humor.
2: <laughs> right, right.
0: That
3: I was delighted to see that they managed to uh, to overcome almost all of them.
0: Yes, and nice. obviously it's
3: a Zoom thing, so it's going to look like a Zoom thing.
1: Right. Everything's
3: going to be kind of fuzzy around the edges because <laughs> we're on Zoom. Right, right, right,
1: right. And it's timing too. I mean, definitely. It, yeah, it was done real
0: well. It was done. Yeah, really, I was. Really well. I was
3: really happy with how it turned out.
1: So, what's next
0: for you in the horizon?
3: Oh my God, I have nothing to plug. I'm uh, writing things. I'm uh, writing things and selling things, but I can't talk about them. So I, 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 oh, okay. I really don't have anything to plug. I mean, I'll be. I'm appearing in Fort Lauderdale on Thanksgiving. Oh <laughs> nice my, Wow! Intended to return to the live stage. Yeah, but but. Uh, uh, so I, I really don't have anything. <laughs>
0: oh, that's crazy. I,
3: just, I love that question. That's What's crazy. next for me? I'm going to tour in Funny Girl. No, that's uh. not going to happen. <laughs> Where are you guys?
0: We are actually, well, I don't know. You probably may know. We may not. We live in Celebration. Yes.
3: Oh, you oh my God. I love Celebration. Oh, oh yes. Ah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Do you know, you probably, she's probably not there anymore, Deirdre. Oh, I was in Hairspray for two years on Broadway, uh-huh. and... Deirdre Lang was uh, was one of the girls. They were the only black family in celebration, I think, at the time. This uh, is like two thousand three, no, and she's know. there because she had been in the Lion King show
2: oh. uh,
3: at Animal Kingdom, and uh, but she had kids and she wanted to raise them someplace kind of stable and nice, and uh, so she they were there, and she was in the show that show for a bunch of years, and then the kids were older so she could go on tour and she wanted to get away and her husband said get away (laughs) so she went and we and did hairspray but uh oh nice but i'd gone to see when i was in orlando i wanted to see celebration i love the whole idea of celebration although they closed the amc where do you go to the movies
0: well the amc actually they built well at disney because we're technically on disney so Um, yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah, so they they have an AMC at Disney, so that's where they moved it. But
3: the oh, they AMC, moved it to, to the park. You mean to like Disney Springs? Yes. Disney
0: Springs, yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. And but they're supposed to reopen the theater here in Celebration next year. I think that's what their goal oh, is. So,
3: I tell you, the hotel in Celebration is a, is a great find. It's a real. It's like a for real five star hotel. That celebration. The, hotel. Are you, are you
0: talking about the Celebration Hotel? Yeah. Or the Amelia. yeah.
3: Is there another one? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's another one there's now. There's another
0: one. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the uh, pandemic pretty much uh, killed Celebration Hotel. They had to file for bankruptcy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah.
3: Well, of course, there's nobody. There's, yeah.
0: No. So hopefully it'll come back. I think it will. I think somebody had actually bought it and it's going to resurface it but yeah, yeah the town has grown so much and it's it's so yeah. crazy there's so many different people that uh, you you recognize over here mm-hmm. you don't recognize yeah. over here and and uh-huh. uh, it's just a it's just a quiet little old place we love it yes we absolutely. I just
3: know. like the idea of those little houses that look like they're in Kansas, but the front porch and rocking chairs. Yes. <laughs> yes, in the middle of Florida. <laughs> yes. uh, I know, right? It I know. Just you Makes see. me laugh. Just, you, you, you know. I just thought, okay. You should Fine. see
0: it in Halloween. <laughs> uh-huh. You should so totally see it in Halloween. It looks it, it looks nothing like Florida. It looks uh-huh. like up north. Uh, yes, you know. Oh, I'm sure it kind of does I'm look sure. like uh, Hocus Pocus, little the little Salem. It like looks like that. the town. It it is it's so it's so cruel. It's funny, but uh, listen.
3: If if you've uh, ever been to Australia, Sydney at Christmas, it's 150 degrees, right? It's the middle of summer, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and they're dressed up in Christmas Carol outfits cooking a goose you know oh, they're wow. doing it an english country christmas the fact that you know nothing is like that doesn't faze them it's tradition
0: oh that's so funny <laughs> wow. which is another
3: town in florida yeah. tradition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's probably better than the villages you know
3: Oh, yes. I would say almost anything is. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: gosh. Oh, wow. Well, Bruce, you know, again, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate uh, it. Uh,
1: yes, thank fun. you.
3: Take care. Have fun. Thanks. Celebrate. <laughs> yes. All right.
0: The best things about games is always having fun and having lots of fun.
1: Yes. And you know what? Bruce is a great guy. He's
0: funny. He's funny. I hope you guys enjoyed that one because we loved doing that one, actually. We do want to thank Bruce for coming on our show and giving us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Don't forget to go to our website for the link to the charity show of the Hollywood Squares. Benefiting the Hollywood Museum, our great friends over at the Hollywood Museum, we have a link on our website to view the episodes.
1: That's right. So our official website is chrisandwill.com. Instagram at Chris.and.will and Facebook at The Real Prince Charmings.
0: We do want to thank all of you for joining us and keeping us going. Remember to take care of yourself and always remember we love you. We thank you and remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. Have a continued great holiday season and... Get those wishes ready for 2022. It has been our pleasure to have received your precious time. But for now, we must go. Bye.
1: Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production. Broadcasted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast media platforms. Show hosts, Chris for L. Ante and William Ante. Show guest Bruce Valanche. Chris Will show assistant, Ginger Lutz-Ross. Chris Will Show Creative Consultant and Show Introduction Voiceover Tony Ross, Business Management Janet Dickinson Menard, Recorded at the Chris Will Studios in Celebration, Florida. Produced by Chris Will, a Cali New York Company. Copyright Chris Will. All rights reserved. ChrisWill.com for brand details. Produced December 2021.